in the words of none other than the game, me and Ye killing something like my Jesus piece, huh? Lord willing, I see a billion. Till then, I let my nuts hang. This is Security Today. Welcome to Security Today, brought to you by Sprinter Business Solutions. Sprinter has a passion for technology, and with the calling card of the cleanest work environments in the low-voltage industry, Sprinter IT is a robust leader in the technology sector. They lead the industry in managed services, datacom, and security, so check them out at SprinterIT.com and at SprinterDatacom on Instagram. I'm your host, the most holy uncle in security, Uncle Bear. That's right, Uncle B-A-E-R underscore on Instagram and Twitter and at Security Today Podcast on Instagram. Give me a like and a follow and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Well, we're back at it again. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, I try to make this the mantra of Security Today, one of the many, but it's you guys who make this show something and I appreciate it so, so much much. The follows, the DMs, the shout outs, the interactions that I have received from this podcast over the uh, years, geez, now have truly been special and awesome moments. And I've had some real, real fun and intelligent conversations because of people talking to me about what they heard on the episode that week. So I want to encourage you, if you will, tag and share at Security Today Podcast this week on Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter, though know that I'm barely on Twitter, and continue to give the podcast the love that I've seen. It really helps, and I'm trying to do something here more than just bring security news. The podcast started because I wanted to submerge my mind in physical security aspects, and I had a lot of drive time, and I wanted to listen to news, highlights, interviews, and people talking about the industry that I devoted my career to. And still to this day, uh, you can see that if you search security in the podcast search bar, it's like 99% cyber dorks. Okay. So those hacks, they took the word access control, intrusion detection, security management, and they took all the podcasts in the world too. So, but Hey, we're here wheeling our physical security cart down the podcast lane and I'm working on bringing some more, but the like, the follow, the subscribe, it all helps on me bringing more. So I surely would appreciate it. Let's go. Today, we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Let there be light. If God said it, you know, it's probably the best path. And GJD launches a hybrid IP LED illuminator that I get into a little bit later. Altronics be like, fuck y'all. If you all doubt me, I don't want to win this battle. I'm outy here. Tell the people something they don't know about me. (laughs) Please tell me that you know that reference, and places of worship, a category that most attend, but for sure every security integrator listening has a minimum two of these in their town, so we will get into it, but first, that's right, every single week we give a shout out from Instagram, and I'm here to say that this week it goes to at ITWorks Solutions, that's right, I-T-W-O-R-K-S Solution with an S on the end. Here's a follow that you need to be following. IT works, works, and works out of Long Island, running security cameras, networking, AV, alarms, structured cabling, access control, and fiber. Basically, there's nothing they don't do when they do. Do it. It works. You see that? See what they did there? 
<laughs> you know they be rocking those high-end installs, and for my Northeasterners, I did see on their Instagram page that they were fixing a menu board out there for the dunks, all right? So that automatically makes them one of the real ones. Go give them a follow and check out their page and comment or DM them a donut emoji to know that their old uncle sent you. Let's get into the chit-chat. Altronics, an industry staple. They brought a full deck to the ISC West of 2023 and dropped them like a hot mic via the uh, the shout out earlier to uh, 8 Mile. That was 8 Mile, guys. Okay. Um, it includes the OA2, that's the Occupancy Alert System, and Combat, C-O-M-M-B-A-T-T, Power and Backup for Emergency Responder Communication Enhancement Systems. The Altronics OA2 Occupancy Alert System provides notifications when unauthorized activity or loitering occurs up to two in two protected areas a standalone solution it's ideal for deployment in public facing areas such as restrooms in convenience stores retail establishments restaurants universities sports and recreation venues check your laws first that did say restrooms i read that but that that's not really super legal. But anyways, Altronics is also previewing combat power and backup for emergency responder communication enhancement systems. This provides power and backup for bidirectional amplifiers and other critical system components. So while monitoring a wide range of internal supervisory conditions, it includes BDA health. An optional enunciator facilitates remote status monitoring and an updated LN or I'm sorry, LINQ dashboard enables remote power management for Altronics LINQ enabled products throughout multiple sites. Geez, that's a lot of words. Providing a comprehensive remote power diagnostics and reporting, along with a host of some new features. Dashboard version 12 is backward compatible. Additionally, Altronics brought to ISC West Netway Spectrum PoE and Fiber Solutions that support the latest 802.3BT devices in remote locations with or without local power. Hardened PoE switches and media converters accommodate fiber, hybrid, and structured cable for a wide range of indoor and outdoor applications. So check that out. They also have Netway PoE adapters, which are dope and I've used them in the field, but they enable deployment of up to two PoE Plus devices over a single cable. Units are also capable of providing PoE Plus 31 watts and 12 volt DC simultaneously powering a camera along with an external microphone and more. Check it out. Also, Pace long range ethernet adapters transmit power and data up to 500 meters people over structured cable or 1000 meters over a single pair for deploying IP devices at long distances. Ideal for citywide surveillance, elevator communications, HVAC applications, and more. And, and they came with some Tango PoE driven power supply chargers and Trove, of course, access and power integration enhancements. So spend tonight thumbing their website because good Lord, they brought it. They brought it so hard. All right, let's get on to the product highlight. Now, now, you know that your old uncle is a big fan, big fan of light. 
That's right. I push that shit as much as I can. If you can just introduce adding light to the outside of a storefront or the environment that needs security, the parking lot of a corporation or around the back porch of your client's home, you will be reducing crime by 30 percent. And in crime statistics that usually deal in single digits, that is having your cake and fucking eating it, too. So now I know um, some of y'all went to ISC West this year and I need you to DM me if you saw the GHD. Or I'm sorry, the GJD launching their new Clarius Hybrid IP Illuminator because this thing looks freaking cool, man. The new Clarius Hybrid IP Illuminator range combines advanced infrared and white light LED technology in one unit for increased functionality and ease of installation. The range provides infrared light for monochrome nighttime CCTV images and white light for color images. It is designed to smoothly integrate with IP cameras and home automation systems to provide event-triggered lighting to illuminate and deter burglars. <laughs> they knew, the new hybrid illuminator offers security installers and end-users a useful all-in-one solution. I mean, it does not get better than this to just put light on the situation. It is quick and simple to integrate with CCTV systems and external motion detectors. It also smoothly integrates with home automation platforms such as Crestron and Control 4. You gots to be writing some, you know, programming for this stuff. Listen to me. Please, please sell this. Sell this over a camera system. Sell this over intrusion detection. Sell this over access control gates and tire spike strips. Because adding a couple of triggered light scenes for a perimeter motion being tripped or integrating it into a VMS relay, dear Lord, you'll be putting in the safest systems in the nation statistically. So please go look at them at gjdusa.com. They have not, they don't even know I exist. They have not paid me to do that. I'm telling you, I care about security and light is where you need to begin. So go check them out. Let's get into the meat. Listen, listen, the world is dangerous. I'm not one of those acolytes that subscribe to the fact that the world is getting much worse and more dangerous than it used to be, negative. But humanity has this weird bent towards violence. We revert to it, we use it, we find it as a solution, and truthfully, we've been in far more dangerous societies as humans throughout the years, but regardless, you won't be able to escape the threat as long as you live. And with that, in our society and culture, there are vulnerable points when it comes to the ill anger being provoked into violence. One major vulnerability is faith-based organizations. Now, on March 9th, 2023, a gunman attacked a Jehovah's Witness meeting hall in Hamburg, Germany, killing four men, two women, and an unborn baby, the BBC reported. The alleged gunman later killed himself. The suspect reportedly had, quote-unquote, ill feelings towards the religious community and was a former member of the group. Houses of worship and religious institutions worldwide face a myriad of threats, from petty crime and politically influenced vandalism to extremism and even mass shootings. Many faith-based organizations lack formal resources and functions dedicated to security and risk monitoring. However, which puts them at a disadvantage how it does put them at a disadvantage when it comes to early warning and threat response. Now, I have addressed this on security today, back in the day, but it's worth the cycling it back every now and then to make sure that we move into a future where we have a plan when approaching or even participating in a faith-based organization. 
One thing that I do want to touch point on is the resources that houses of worship can actually tap into. In the United States, resources from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and its secondary cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency actually offer houses of worship across religions and denominations threat information, checklists, security guidance, and intelligence sharing. And you can find all that at their website. Quote, the United States is regularly creating spaces where government agencies, including the DHS and uh, FEMA and the FBI, can conduct outreach to any group wanting to self-protect or improve its security, says Alejandro Liberman, CPP, consultant at Glor Group and former head of the Jewish Security Office in Argentina. Now, the U.S. has these things called fusion centers that gather and make available threat intelligence. Many law enforcement agencies have terrorism liaisons who can work with houses of worship on extremism threats and concerns. Meanwhile, the Community Security Trust, the CST, a UK charity that offers security guidance and intelligence to protect British Jews from anti-Semitism and related threats, provides a terrorism and hate crime database and tip sheets for physical security best practices. Unfortunately, this assistance isn't necessarily available globally, which, uh, like with reports of Latin America having thin resources on the ground, even in Buenos Aires, for instance, where they house the largest Jewish population in Argentina. In some countries, including Argentina, it's actually frowned upon and can even be illegal for a private institution, including religious ones, to have a formal intelligence function. With resources like this, only available to some, regardless, houses of worship should have some sort of committee or program that addresses extremism and violent threats. That's, that should be part of a larger security program that every single church, synagogue, and temple need to be implementing. It does not matter if the congregation is 50 or 50,000. And this is the thing, that most of the time they are either trying to handle this in-house with some aggro open carrier telling the board that he wants a walkie-talkie his way into security leadership role and to get a group of other ragtag brown suit coats to patrol the church on Sunday morning, or they Google slash ask around for some security consultant to come in and help them build the program, which is usually a lot of money and sound advice, but it lacks the resources to implement the needs. This is why it would behoove you to, make a, to take a morning to go do some door-to-door knocking on churches and temples just to let them know that if that you're there to implement security and that you cared enough and are aware enough of the threats to be standing in their foyer on a Tuesday morning. Also, because you listen to this podcast, you really understand that you can be the one to even build and implement not just the locks on the doors, but a threat monitoring program. It can be daunting to determine a starting point, especially when threats and extremist themes echo on social media and online forums. Well, you can take from Liberman's stance and know that the threats for religious communities kind of fall into two major categories, uh, priority threat groups or individuals and priority dates. You can look at the first group from both sides of the coin too: groups and personalities that could be targeted and groups and personalities that pose a threat. So starting with identifying the religion, the group and its belief system that might choose to believe something that is controversial at the moment and could take a stance that would cause the group to be a target. And we all know what those are. Knowing that if this group was targeted or what they teach or believe, then will begin 
then they will begin hosting events, holding meetings and organizing outreach, right? So these are all things to come into play when dealing with their threat monitoring of their security program. Also, then identifying a personality or a person that could be one who is on the church staff or is a spiritual leader in the community or even highly visible members of the local community, such as artists, politicians, you know, people who, who have a lot of control within the city or something like that. Once that's done, you can, once you've identified those markers, then you can flip the coin. And what groups are actively pursuing this religious institution who maybe feel negative and have maybe acted against them in the past? And what local and national people are against this religious institution and know where they are if they're near or when they're rallying or anything like that? Now, Liberman expounds on this by saying we would monitor media, their declarations, their own websites, and when social networks started to spread, all the open source information we could get, and then we would look for triggers and red flags. Now, this can all seem extreme, and especially when it's a smaller temple or just a hundred person church. The truth, though, is that hate hath no bounds. It is a false security to believe due to the size or the ability to know almost everyone's name at the church that you somehow are in a shroud of safety that other churches are not. Obviously, you're going to have to dial down the effort because the expenses when it comes to a 50-person church, but it doesn't mean that the community can't be looking out for itself and watching its own back by volunteering into some of these positions. It also doesn't mean that you can't implement four cameras and two doors of access to help a little church out, even write it off for a church that size to use the clout to get in with other religious communities around your area. It also, also doesn't mean that they can't pay for just four hours for you to give them a lesson on what they need to build so that they can then use their own time to build this program. Now, see, the other priority is to be on watch for dates. These are seasons, weeks, days of the year that are significant to groups of believers and that is seen as a vulnerability to someone full of hate and bent on spreading it. For instance, April 20th is Adolf Hitler's birthday. April 30th is the day of Hitler's presumed death or the summer solstice, which are considered relevant to some neo-Nazi factions. Now, they could also be dates that hold significance to religious groups and could draw a large amount of people or attention. For Liberman, that includes Jewish events of memorial dates, such as the Holocaust Remembrance Date, High Holy Days, and broader historical significant dates like 9-11. While a calendar of priority dates gives House of Worships a good starting point, threats rarely stick to a schedule. And this is why monitoring threat groups or divisive personalities is very useful. Quote, we monitor the groups to see that uh, to see what they are going to call for during a certain event or for a certain point of time, Liberman adds. So with highlighting these two priorities, you're off to a great start. Now, it will take analysis and some OSINT to get a handle on the area of concentration, but once you've done that, then you can begin to act on the intelligence helping them see that they need to extend the security perimeter by throwing an Ajax curtain motion to the end of the awning or pushing an analytic cloud camera view out to the entrance of the parking lot, not just the front sidewalk. Also, get reinforcements. Or reinforcements. If they're hosting an event, hire an off-duty police officer to stand at the entrance. Most importantly, define actions for specific triggers. Now, Liberman recalls, Quote, the good practices would indicate that the planning of an event should consider threat information, 
should consider the possible actions of the adversary and try to specify what are going to be the red lines. If the group appears, what are we going to do? If the group comes towards us, what are we going to do? If the group steps over this line, what are we going to do? If a gun goes off on a Sunday morning, what's the first three things in response? See, these are the most impactful questions to answer, and they leave your leaders with an action plan that will save lives. Now, finally, you need to communicate. From the events to the day-to-day, the security environment of religious institutions needs to be a continuing conversation. The Google Calendar event should be reoccurring bi-weekly at most. Preferably, they are having short meetings every single week to just have a moment to address if there's needs or concerns. And look, all of this is just information that's free to you. I'm giving it free to you over this podcast. I have it linked in the show notes. And if you're a security integrator, then your duty is to disseminate, to to let it run down the ranks. And if you're attending one of these uh, faith-based organizations, then you should be talking to your leaders because you are the subject matter expert. If you're in the area and you know of several around you, then extend this information. Make sure that they are, maybe they're thinking about it. Maybe they got something in place. Excellent. Maybe you can help. Maybe you just are reassuring them that they're doing the right thing. Or maybe they don't, and you're coming in and helping at an incredible degree. Now, one thing I make sure with this podcast is that you can't say that your uncle never gave you nothing. So go get that. If you run your own company, you should be considered putting this into effect to save lives, to make money, and sustain the lives of you and your employees. This is a a recurring thing, a recycling thing that once tapped into, we're all getting safer. So, you're welcome. Go crush it this week, you dweebs. Ha! That's it for security today. Subscribe, like, and follow at Uncle B-A-E-R underscore and at Security Today Podcast on Instagram. Remember, this podcast is brought to you by Sprinter Business Solutions, where secure IT isn't a marathon, it's a sprint. Check them out on Instagram at SprinterData.com. They do have some employment opportunities right now, and they pay well, so slide into their DMs and just make sure you upload your resume, not the pic you sent last night. Now, remember to go follow at ITWorksSolutions on IG and give them the love likes where you like like a thousand of their photos. Also, you already know what it is at Technology Worldwide at T-E-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E-W-W. Best text in just not the not just the nation, but the world. <laughs> we got you beat. But you have a lovely week, and I will see you next time on Security Today on God. Mm-hmm.